If you picked up your sheet as you walked in to worship today, we keep a simple outline of the message, and on the other side, we give you some key points out of Genesis chapter 1, since that's what we're looking at. If you didn't get them on the way in, they are in the back of the sanctuary on your way out, and we invite you to pick one up. It's a way for us to stay faithful in reading the scriptures and really absorbing what God says to us through his word. What I'd like to start the new year with is the understanding that our core is everything. I put it this way, we need our insides to match our outsides. We all pay a lot of attention to what we present on the outside, but what's inside is absolutely essential. Amen? I'm going to say that again. What's on our inside is essential. Amen? And we've all been there. At times in our life when our outsides don't match our insides and people think everything's okay, we put a smile on our face, we dress up, we act like everything's good, but in reality there's something wrong internally with us and that's what God wants to constantly fix. We call that sanctification, the work of the Holy Spirit to change us. We give our lives to Christ, we accept the free gift of salvation that is offered to us. We trust in Jesus alone and we know we're forgiven, but now the work begins and the Holy Spirit works in our lives to change us from the inside and that eventually does affect our outside, but it's still an inside job. Core is everything. Core is everything on everything in life. You can look at a car and it can look beautiful on the outside and yet on the inside there can be a problem. I remember when we were Looking for the first time as a parent, I had to help my son, and Regina and I were working with David to get his first car. We found some cars that looked great on the outside, and we took them to our mechanic, and each time we had to pay $69. It was the best $69 I paid over and over to take used cars and have our mechanic check them over. And it was amazing how many times there was something big wrong on the inside that we didn't see, but... That is essential too. You can hide stuff on the outside, but what's on the inside eventually gets to us. One of the times I remember that most happening is when we were living in Whitensville, the last town before we came here, and one of the next towns over was Sutton, and we had good friends who had a farmhouse, beautiful old farmhouse, and on their property they had the largest white ash in the state of Massachusetts. It was registered as this beautiful historic tree, hundreds of years old. Gorgeous tree. Even had a swing hanging from it. So for our boys, the big thing is they would go and they would swing on the tree. One day, we were looking at the tree when we were visiting, and we were commenting on what a healthy, beautiful tree full of leaves and just year after year, and, and the family that owned it just said, yeah, we just absolutely love it. It's sort of the pride and joy we have on our farm. Then there was a storm, not a bad storm, just a storm. We get them, some kind of high wind, nothing unusual. And the next day, we received a phone call from the family in our church, and they said in the middle of the night, they heard a large crash, and they knew exactly what had happened. Their beloved, beautiful tree had split and had fallen down. When we went and looked at it, because we drove out that day feeling very bad, it was, we've got these beautiful pictures of our kids swinging on the tree and all of that. The tree was rotted from the inside out. 
a big hole inside it. And none of us knew that. You see, the core is essential. What's on the inside makes all the difference. That's also why Faith Community Church has core values. If you come to this church and you don't find us true to our core values, there's something wrong with our church. Our core values are loving Christ. Let's say that together. Loving Christ. That means we have a relationship with Jesus and we seek to be forgiven and we seek to get to know our Savior better and we seek to grow in that relationship. The second core value is growing relationships. Let's say that, growing relationships with God, with one another, and with our community and with the person who walks into this building for the first time. You see, we're not a clique where we get to have our little holy huddle on Sunday mornings and ignore everybody else. That's called being a clique. We're about growing relationships, getting to know new people, realizing that that's what God wants in our life, and we're going to see that even in our text today. And then the final one is reshaping lives. Let's say that together. Reshaping lives. Loving Christ, growing relationships, reshaping lives that means we get out of the way, folks. That means we don't tell each other how to reshape their lives. We pray for one another. We love one another. We study the scriptures. We seek to allow the Holy Spirit to transform people's lives as we practice radical acceptance because not me, somebody a lot smarter than me, said, judge not lest you should be judged. I think that was our Savior who pointed that out to us. And the reason is because then God is able to do his work in people's lives. And we want our lives to be reshaped from the inside out. So 2023 is about a healthy core, a healthy inside. Are we healthy as a church inside? And are we helping us as Christians be healthy on the inside? Therefore, we're doing something fun in 2023, but challenging. We're reading through the Bible. Amen? And we can do it. Because you know, if we can't read it, we can listen to it. As I said earlier, turn it on and a little podcast as you're getting ready in the morning. It roughly takes about the amount of time it takes to shower. Do you know how I know that? I listened to it this morning when I was taking my shower to check that out for people. That's all you need to do. You just turn down your cell phone, you turn it nice and loud, and you can listen to Scripture in a time in which we're just getting ready in the morning. And if we do that every day, we will be fine. There will be days you'll miss it. Don't worry about it. There's a new podcast for that day. You'll make up for it the next year because we're trying to build our core, understanding Scripture. You're going to have questions. You're going to come back and say, I didn't know that was in the Bible. We've already had that happen. Somebody who's never gone to church and never read the Bible got connected with our Bible app, and the person commented and reached out and said, man, that story of Adam and Eve, that, that was a really interesting story. That guy was pretty slimy, wasn't he? Like blaming Eve for everything, couldn't even take any responsibility. That was great to hear from somebody who'd never read scripture before, never been to church before. But you see what happens? Once we start reading, we start hearing, and we start thinking, and we start listening to it differently, answer is, yeah, he was. He's like you and me. We like to blame everybody else for our problems, and we start learning that in Scripture. And so God starts convicting us of those things in our life. Jesus warns us what happens when we don't keep this core. Jesus has many things to talk about adding or taking away from Scripture and warns us that we shouldn't be doing it even though we keep doing it. 
And Jesus talks about the leaven, how leaven gets into a loaf and changes a loaf. Every time other than once, when Jesus talks about leaven, it's a negative thing. He talks about how just a little bit of change on our inside may not look like it's a big deal, but pretty much it takes us over. In Luke eleven forty six, Jesus warns the religious leaders of his day who keep adding rules and regulations to Scripture. That's why we say that's such a dangerous thing. We may think that, oh, this is a good thing and we're going to add it, but the truth is it starts to eat at the core. It starts taking away from what God really wants us to do, to hear and wrestle with the scriptures, to hear God speak to us. And so Jesus talks to these people and he says, you experts in religious law, you crush people with unbearable religious demands. Do you hear what Jesus says? Rather than just listening to the scriptures and, and seeking to understand them and taking the words and learning to let God change and transform our lives, these religious leaders of the first century were doing what religious leaders of the 21st century do and adding to them, adding other rules and regulations and all these other things because adding or taking away starts to eat at the core. And 2023 is about getting our core right. Allowing God to transform us as we get to know our Savior better, as we allow the Scriptures to transform our minds, and as we seek just to wrestle with what God wants us to hear as we learn to apply it in our own lives. So as we begin 2023, beginning with our core, let's take the very first chapter of our Bibles, Genesis chapter 1, and that's all we're going to look at this morning. You'll notice when we read this morning, we did not do day seven. That's because day seven is in chapter two, and we wanted to look at chapter one. It's also in chapter one that you hear the six days of creation. The seventh day becomes a day of rest. The first thing we discover in Genesis one, the first thing that starts giving us a healthy core is about creation. And in fact, it's not just about creation, it's really about our creator. Because the Bible teaches us that God is the creator of everything. If you can read those first verses, take the first verse and the first few words, and you can accept that by faith, the rest of the Bible is pretty easy, folks. It all starts with these words. Just listen to these and accept these by faith, and everything else that we read in Scripture comes out of that. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Amen? Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen? Yes. Hear that, absorb that, apply that, and you will be amazed at what difference it makes in our life. And what a difference it makes when we read difficult things in Scripture and we go, well, if God can create everything, then that story is not that hard to understand and to apply to my lives. Our whole faith flows from God creating everything out of nothing. Wow. We, amen, let's go home. That's where it all is, folks. Do we trust in the creator God who takes nothing and brings it all into being? Theologians have wrestled with this. Paul Tillich said, God is the ground of our being. 
the very center, the very thing that grounds us, what we understand, that which is ultimate, we put the name God on because it's unfathomable to us. C.S. Lewis says, if you can understand God and everything in the scripture makes sense to you, guess what? You're really only having your own best thinking because God is so far above and beyond us that it's closer to what Paul in the New Testament says. We look through a fuzzy, dark glass to see what's on the other side. We can never fully grasp and understand God. So if I think I have it all figured out, then I have my own thinking figured out, and that's not who God is. God is creator God, who out of nothing creates and doesn't make mistakes. And therefore, as we look at creation and we look at what's happening, our creator God is our core. So we struggle, and something really bothers us. And we go through life and say, how in the world am I ever going to get through this? And then... We take our focus off the thing that's bothering us. We take our focus off all the things that are going on around us that are wrong, and we look at God. And we say, wait a second. If God is the creator and created everything, what am I worrying about? You see, when we get back to understanding that God is our creator, even the very problems that we have, God knew that they were going to happen. God knows our future. God knows what's happening. The things that bother us, God created the person or the situations that are out there, the, the stuff that we struggle with. And if God is the creator and God holds it all, then what am I worrying about? The problem is we get focused on everything else and then we get ourselves all off of balance and we go through life off balance and we wonder how to fix ourselves. We start focusing on other things other than our creator. We focus on our emotions. I'll be okay as long as I feel good. It's all according to how I feel. And we get up and we're feeling great. We're having a good day. What's the problem with our emotions? They what? They change. So then we say, okay, I'm not going to focus on my emotions. I'm going to focus on my thoughts. But you know the problem with our thoughts? They lie to us. I'm sorry, your head is a dangerous neighborhood. A really dangerous neighborhood. Do you know why? Because mine is too. That's what we do. We start thinking and overthinking. That's why we call it overthinking it. And all of a sudden, we start imagining all kinds of stuff that aren't true because it's a moving target. It's not a fixed thing like God, who's a creator. It's stuff that changes. So then we say, okay, I got it. I'm going to let someone else be the thing that I focus on that's going to make my life great, and we have a relationship, we feel good about it, but the problem is people let us down. Every one of us lets each other down. Again, I love what C.S. Lewis said about wedding rings. He said, you know why we put on wedding rings? Not because we all feel great about our spouses 24-7. If you don't believe it, ask my wife. But there's those moments where we struggle and then we get to look at something that reminds us of the commitment we made in our marriage. C.S. Lewis said, if we were all perfect and we could all do it, we wouldn't need wedding rings. We wouldn't need the reminder, but it's a reminder. It's that sacred thing we put on our finger to say, guess what? We're all going to let each other down, but we're going to come back to the fixed thing in our life and we're going to say, I made that commitment. I will stay faithful to it. Yes, people let us down. How about circumstances? 
if I can just get this job, if I can just get this promotion, if I can just buy that house, if I can just get that car, if I can just save that amount of money. And what's the problem with circumstances? They change. All of a sudden, something happens, and wham! Where did that come from? That's what circumstances do. And so we go through life, rather than focusing on our Creator who created everything, and realizing that creation needs to be at the core of who we are as believers, we focus on all these things that are moving, and we wonder why we're messed up. It's pretty easy. If you're stumbling and falling, and you grab onto somebody else who's stumbling and falling, guess what? You just now have two people who are stumbling and falling. But it's only when we get something that's fixed, a fixed point, that allows us to get through the tough times. And that's what Creator God is about. It's the one to focus on. I was a little kid, and my mom and my grandmother took me on a trip. We went to Edmonton, Alberta. And I'd never been on a train before in my life. And this is a big deal for me. I got to do all kinds of stuff. I got to, on that trip, meet Katie Lang. Any of you know who Katie Lang is? Won some Grammy Awards. She's also my cousin. But you know what she was when I met her? A little baby. None of us knew any about that. That was all in the future. But that was all part of the trip. We were going to go see relatives that I'd never met before. And one day, we're in the train station and on the train, and I'm all excited, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting by the window, looking out the window, and all of a sudden, the train starts shaking, and it's exciting, and then pretty soon, the train started backing up, and I'm watching as the train is backing up, and then it started backing up faster and faster, and I got scared, and I turned to my mom, and I said, why is the train backing up? And she said, the train isn't moving. She said, look out that window, and looking out that window was a train station, a fixed point, something solid. But when you're on a train and it starts shaking and something else is moving, you know what it does to you? It messes up with your equilibrium and it makes you think something's happening that it isn't happening. Folks, that's what we do in our lives. We get our lives messed up. We start feeling things shaking and we start focusing on something that's not stable. Remember, we went through the list. We look at our emotions. We try our thoughts to do it. We try other people to do it. We try to have circumstances change us. And all the while, all of that is moving, and it makes it more messed up. And so God wants us to learn to look at the train station. Look at the fixed point. Look at Creator God. Look at the one who created everything and realize if God created it all, there's nothing to be afraid of, folks. You hear me? We have nothing to be fearful of as long as we can trust in the one who doesn't make our circumstances all perfect, doesn't put them all the way we want them, but is the one that no matter what we put our faith in. And it gets us through. I still remember the elderly woman in my first church. She had macular degeneration to the point in which she couldn't see. And I'd never experienced that before as a pastor. And I was visiting her one day, and I discovered that she was a huge Bruins fan. And she used to watch the Bruins on TV. And I said to her, why do you watch the Bruins on TV when you can't see? Why don't you listen to it on the radio? She said, I like the commentators better on TV. That made sense. And one day she said to me, you know, Stan, I learned this as a little girl from my mother. This too shall pass. It wasn't until later I realized what she was saying to me. 
Even her macular degeneration and her inability to see was only a temporary situation. You see, she's at home with our Savior today, and she sees better than any of us. When we had the, the service this last week for Mason, who came to church and couldn't see and was in a wheelchair and taught us all a lot about loving and accepting absolutely everyone and taught other kids things like it's okay to be comfortable with a child who has special needs, people always would feel bad for Mason. Well, guess what? Today, Mason sees stuff that you and I can't even fathom. We can't imagine. Because at home in heaven with his Savior, he sees things that make no sense to us. But when we get our focus off of all of the temporary stuff, all the things that struggle... And at those moments, put them back on our Creator God, we start having stability in our lives. Amen? Amen. That's where the stability comes from. And that's what our core starts changing. That no matter what, we say, God, I will trust you. I will put my my life in your hands, and I will trust that you know better. And then we discover if our core is really going to get built from the inside out, we need to realize what God does. God brings order. God doesn't bring chaos. When we experience chaos in our life, guess what, folks? That's not God. God wants to bring order to your life and to my life, to our church, to our community. That's what God's in. God's in the order business. Verses 2 and 3 of Genesis 1, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. You see, Genesis begins with chaos, and God brings order. Verse 2, we're so used to having it read the way I read it. The, everything was formless and void. They're best translated, an uninhabitable, empty wasteland. Do you hear that? God takes uninhabitable, empty, chaotic wastelands and brings order and beauty and a place to thrive. That's a promise of Scripture. God takes that which is chaotic and messed up, that which makes no sense, and God is in the business of bringing order as we trust in Him, as we put our faith and and our will in God's hand. Even the very order of creation has an order to it. And it was transformative in my life when I finally was able to see the order. Then in day one, what gets created? Light and darkness. Think about that. Light and darkness. On day four, corresponding to day one, we hear about the sun, the moon, and the stars. Hear that? Light and darkness. And on the parallel day, sun, moon, and stars. The sun to rule over the day, the moon and the stars to rule over the darkness in the night. On day two, Scripture tells us, God creates a sky and the sea. What comes along on day five, corresponding to day two? The birds and the fish. There's order here. One, two, and three become these realms. Four, five, and six become the things that get put in each realm. Day three, we get the creation of the earth. And on day six, you hear about the plants, the animals, and humans. Wow. Order. That's who God is. God is the one who brings order out of chaos. Last week, for me, 
was one of the most chaotic weeks I could have imagined. I was looking at Christmas and going, this is great. I get to go to Christmas Eve service. I get to go on Sunday morning, have a nice little time with our congregation, and a piece of cake. Nobody's going to need a pastor on the week between Christmas and New Year's, and thing after thing after thing continued to happen. Just when I thought it couldn't get worse, it got worse. Because that's what happens in our life. Our lives become chaotic and stuff starts happening and getting thrown at us in every imaginable place. At those times, we start feeling like our lives are an uninhabitable, empty wasteland. Because if we're looking at our circumstances to fix us, folks, we have no promise that our circumstances are going to be ordered and perfect and put together for us. We only have the promise that God will bring order even out of those messed up things. So finally, I was able to pause and focus on what God was doing and find peace. It actually happened a little different than that. Regina was sitting at home one night and thinking, my husband's going to spend another sleepless night, and texted our son David and said, your dad's having a tough time. And David just called me up and got me not focusing on all the stuff that was bothering me, but just on something positive and back to God and trusting in him. Do you know what happened? Stuff started getting ordered. That's what happens in our life because that's what God does let your core in 2023 be our creator God that no matter what you face, you say, I know we can get through this and I know God has plans and purposes. I may not see it now, but I'm going to trust him. And when things start getting chaotic, trust in God. Don't think that you have to fix it. Trust that God is fixing it and put your faith there and start seeing the order start coming out of the things that are messed up. I like to say I live on three biblical principles. I can't, God can, I'm going to let him. Amen? Amen. I can't. Pastor Stan is just one little guy. I was like that. That was actually a quote from Pedro Martinez. Red Sox won the, uh, lost uh, the game against the Yankees. I don't know if you remember it. And everybody's all upset because they left Pedro Martinez in. The Red Sox hadn't won a World Series since, 2000, or since 1918. And Pedro Martinez just lost his game to the Yankees, and everybody was all upset. And a commentator went up to Pedro Martinez and said, don't you feel responsible for the Red Sox? He goes, no, I'm just one little guy. Guess what, folks? That's what we are. We're just one person. We can't fix it all. If you think that 2023 is a year for you to fix it all, enjoy the train wreck that you're going to have because it ain't going to happen. The rest of us would rather put our faith in God, our creator, and let God's order start getting brought into our lives as we trust in him and start seeing what God is doing. And then we discover the final part of our core, a healthy core, is about relationships. Healthy relationships. Just like in the core values of Faith Community Church, growing relationships. Listen to all the relationships that are described in verses 27 through 31. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Then he blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the animals that scurry on the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth, and the fruit trees for your food. 
And I've given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life, and that is what happened. This is all about healthy relationships. God wants us to first and foremost have a healthy relationship with God. With God. To learn to trust God. To learn to quit thinking that we need to do it our own way. And then God invites us to have healthy relationships with each other. That's why he messes with our brain and makes us male and female so we don't understand each other, so we get to work it all out. And there becomes relationships. And then the scripture talks about families. We get to have families. And so along goes life. We finally get it worked out. I know. I think we were married about seven years. And God said, it's about time that you guys think you're getting along so well. Here, let's introduce a baby into the mix. Let's see how you do with that one. Anybody who was here Christmas Eve knows it can be challenging, folks. <laughs> they have a will and mind of their own. Amen? I'm going to say that again. Kids have a will and mind of their own. Amen? Amen. And they challenge us. And now God says it's time to build more healthy relationships. And then he points out the earth. We're caretakers of the earth. We're not here to destroy creation. We're here to take care of creation. We are here to do what we can to make things better. And then we see that we mess it up because we're human and we're flawed. And we are told by God, remember your responsibility is to take care of this planet that was a sacred gift that was given to you. And then for all my fishermen in the church, listen, you can talk to your spouses. Now, if I have any women who are fishermen, I'm sorry if I just offended you, but this is for all the guys. You get to say in 2023, when you go out fishing for the 95th time in the first three weeks, the Bible tells me I'm supposed to have a good relationship with fish. I'm working on it today. <laughs> it's right there. Fly fishermen, deep sea, it's all there. Birds, animals, for all you gardeners, you're told to have a good relationship with the plants, the trees, the gardens, and food. Get that? It's right here. I'm going to go back and read it. Wasn't prepared for this, but we'll do it right now. <laughs> it's in there. Look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout all the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. Healthy relationship with food. Let's work on that for 2023. It's all there. Because God wants our core fixed. God wants us to live according to God's principles and how God put this world together. And so, as you go into 2023, ask what relationships need to improve. Ask where God needs to fix some relationships in your life. Maybe it's relationship with yourself as you learn to forgive yourself for something that you've been holding on to that you finally need to let go of. Maybe it's relationships with someone else. Do you need to just pray for them and not say anything? Or maybe call them up and apologize. We're going to go through the Bible and we're going to go through a book that's going to give us more messed up relationships than any soap opera has ever given to you. <laughs> Days of our lives, eat your heart out. But as I'm telling you, the Bible has more screwed up people than I ever have seen anywhere else. That's why I trust God's word. If it was all about perfect people, it wouldn't do us any good. 
But it's about messed up human beings who mess it up, get it wrong, God fixes it, and they say, oh great, I'm going to go mess it up again, see if God can do it again, because they're people like us, and it's about healthy relationships and learning to do things God's way. This is what God does. He changes us from the inside out. So we hear his word, we study it, we absorb it, we listen to it, we struggle with it. We build our relationship with our Savior, and God starts to transform us. And that's what God wants us to do in 2023. Amen? Amen. Have a core, a healthy core, that begins with understanding our Creator is the one we have a relationship with. And God wants to bring order. If there's places in your life where you're struggling, simply pray, God, bring order. You promise to bring order out of chaos. Do it in my life, and I will trust you. And it's about healthy relationships with God, with one another, with our dogs. Yes, even with our fish and with our spouses who go fishing more often than we want them to. Because that's who God, I, I have a lot of laughs. I, I know the fishermen in this church. I'm sorry. One of them is watching online and his wife is whacking him with her elbows right now. <laughs> because God wants you changed. God wants me changed. He wants us to trust in him. As we close our service, there might be some area of your life that God needs to work on in 2023. I'm inviting elders of our church to please come forward. If you could come down at this time. Beth, if you could come up over here, and Rick and Dave over here. Tom, Bob. If you want somebody to pray with you. Because there's an area where you go, you know my core is not what I want it to be, but God can do it in 2023. Maybe your prayer is, Lord, this year I'd like to get through the Bible. Come forward for prayer. Come forward and have somebody lay their hands on you and listen to you and know that we care. I invite anybody to come forward during our final song and I invite our congregation to stand together as we sing. thy faithfulness O God my Father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changes not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast been thou forever
faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto service. I thank you for being with us on this New Year's Day. On the first Sunday of each month, we do have fellowship time in our fellowship hall. We'd love for people to come and join us. It's a great way just to get to know each other a little bit better, to build some new friends or to connect with somebody that we know and care about. Growing relationships is an essential part of being a Christian and a follower of Christ. And Heavenly Father, send us forth now with your blessing. The blessing to love and trust in you and go forth to spread your message of love and reconciliation to everyone we come in contact with. May the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and abide in each of our hearts today and forevermore. Amen. And Happy New Year. <laughs>